0: Um, plus you'll meet some really incredible people. I think, um, especially post COVID, like people are just excited. There's like an energy around with people right now. I don't know if you guys have noticed this, but people are just like so happy to be like something's in around. the air, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, like, electric in the air. <laughs> um, so I feel like, you know, go, go meet some people like in real life. Go out and enjoy your life and be with people and be outside Um, because it just does wonders for, I think, like your mental health, your perspective on the world and just Mm -hmm. um, all of those things.
1: I will say anytime that I'm kind of getting in my head or having an anxious moment or getting stressed about work, if I just literally step foot outside Mm -hmm. for like five minutes, I don't even have to walk. I can just breathe in the air (laughs) and look around. Yeah. Take, take in some air, take in some sunlight. And I just honestly feel so much better. Like I just have to get away from my desk and away from my computer. And it's like, oh yeah, there's a big, big world out here. It's not all, it's not all in here in my screen.
0: Yeah. It's not all caving in on you. I completely agree. Yeah. I'm the same way. If I'm kind of like sitting here, I'm like in my little office space and like, I got to get up and just go walk outside, like go grab a coffee or go talk to someone. And it's just like a nice like reset. Um, Yeah, definitely.
2: And it's also nice to always have something to look forward to some weekend to look forward to, even if it's like four months away, that's, I'm still looking forward to it every day. I'm still thinking about it. I thought about about stagecoach for months. We (laughs) thought about stagecoach for years. (laughs) (laughs) Now we have another trip book that I'm thinking about every week. Can't wait. Um, Looking back on your own personal experience in your twenties, what is some advice that you have for anyone else going through it?
0: I mean, I would say your 20s are a really great time to figure out what you don't want. Um, like with anything, right? Whether that's like who you're dating or your career or where you want to live. Like, but to do that, you have to just go and try new things. Um, and I think one of the things that I learned really on, early on and tried to do a lot in my career personally was just take opportunities when they came up um so a lot of times you'd know, be like oh we have this new project who wants to do it And i'd be like i'll do it even though i didn't really know what i was signing myself up for and i just would constantly be like yeah i'll try that i'll do that and it's a really good way to learn quickly what you don't like and what you don't want to do um i feel like a lot of people you know myself included there's like a lot of pressure to figure out like okay you got to pick this direction that you want in your life or you know if you don't Um, if you don't kind of like put the pieces in place, like setting you up for the rest of your life. And I don't know, maybe there's some truth to that, but I also jumped around a lot. And like, I feel like it's never too late to start doing something that you want to do or that you enjoy doing, um, or, you know, trying a different career path or moving to a different city. Um, but I feel like it's definitely a time where, I mean, you're going to figure it out. Like, that's what I would say. If I could tell myself something, it's like, you'll figure it out. So just go try different things. Um, take bigger risks um, because you know you work through them, and I think you come out the other side um, grateful um, that for having those experiences. You know, mm-hmm. totally. I love what you said about
1: saying yes to opportunities because I always like to remind myself and pride myself on the fact that I am a yes girl, and mm-hmm. I love doing things like just saying yes to things and showing up to things that I have absolutely no idea what I'm getting myself into from something as small as just trying new workout classes without any prior research just showing up and saying yes when new friends – I mean, I moved to a new city a few months ago and people that I barely know, if they invite me to something and I think it's cool, I'm just going to go. I don't care if I've said five words to them. I don't care if I'm just put in a group chat with these people. Like, I'm going to go. I'm going to get out and see the city. And I think that's such a good mindset to have, especially in your 20s when it, it really is the time to take risks because you don't have as much riding on everything.
0: Yeah, for sure. And then the only other thing I'll say is, um, I think I said this in the beginning, but nobody has any idea what they're doing until they're doing it. Like, I think a lot of people look at Instagram and again, Instagram, still not real, but like, so rude. Yeah. (laughs) Like truly like everyone's just kind of figuring things out themselves. Like, so if you're the first person, if it's a new workout class for you, I can guarantee you there's someone else there. It's also a new workout class for, um, but I do think there's a lot of pressure for people to. Put be all put together and figured out and everything, and it's just it's not like reality. Like most people, are you know, have their own challenges that they're going through, and are just trying to figure things out on their own too. Mm -hmm.
1: You know what I'm going to try and do. I'm speaking this into existence. I think about this a lot, and a lot of people find comfort in being able to go places alone, like just go grab a coffee or have a meal or do things alone. And that's something that I want to get better at. So I'm going to speak that out into the world and say that I'm going to try and go more places alone and feel more comfortable doing so because I think that's kind of a part of maturing and growing up and not always needing somebody there to go do the things that you want to do.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I'm gonna age myself because and I know people have very polarizing opinions about friends that are uh, under 30, but there was an episode where she like went out. I think she was like getting lunch or dinner by herself or something a lot.
1: Earlier, you're talking about the show. I thought you just meant like friends in general. <laughs> That's what and like, I thought we you do. polarizing <laughs>
0: having friends in their twenties. Okay, got it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the show, the show, the show. Yeah, the show. Um, but she was like going out, I think and getting like lunch by herself and making dates with herself. Mm-hmm. And she, uh, was Rachel, I think, and they were like, whoa, are you free tonight? And and she's like, no, I have like a, I have plans. And it was just like go to dinner by herself. Uh-huh. Well, like, oh, that's weird. But then I was like, I'm going to try doing that. And so I did that a lot. I mean, again, I was traveling by myself all the time. So I would do this all the time. I would go like to lunch by myself. And that feeling when you go up and they're like, oh, just one. <laughs> You're like, yeah. yeah. yeah you know? And they're like, okay. Um, In particular, I was in Paris um, when I was working at Snapchat and it was like a Friday night. So like most of the team had like, you know, gone off and were with their friends, family, whatever. And I was like, well, I can order room service in my room or I can go out to dinner by myself in Paris. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I'm in Paris. I, like, think I had a glass of champagne. I was, like, I'm going to do it. And so I just, like, walked out into the streets. And, like, I made sure, like, there's, you know, I'm going to caveat this. I was, like, walking down streets. that had a lot of people in them. Like, there's a lot of well so <laughs> lit. <laughs> into play there, too. Um, and I went to this restaurant. I grabbed a seat at the bar and, like, got, like, a nice glass of wine. And, like, had dinner. Ended up talking to this, like, older guy. who was, like, a pilot. Like, a lot of, like, dad vibes. He was so nice. I was, like, explaining to him what Snapchat was because he had no idea <laughs> Um, and he was just like the sweetest like loveliest guy And he was like not trying to be like creepy or anything yeah. He was just like i there by himself and like going to go home And like ended up being this like lovely evening And I was like man mm-hmm. like I out. And all of that just because I was like scared To like go to dinner by myself mm-hmm. um, So yes big proponent of doing that for I sure. feel like I I good love at that.
2: small things alone Like getting a coffee or a drink Or like an ice cream or something But I've never gone to a sit down dinner alone And I need to
0: It's weird at first. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah. yeah.
2: Um, And especially not to be on my phone.
0: Yeah. That was the other thing. I was like, I'm not going to be on my phone. Um, But once you kind of get over and you get used to it, it's very like, um, I don't know, confidence boosting or something Mm -hmm. maybe. Yeah. I even get anxiety a little bit sometimes.
1: This happened to me this weekend when my boyfriend was going to park the car and he was like, okay, get us a table. And I'm, I'm a very confident person. So yeah, it's not like I'm like, mm. me. I'm not like, oh, I'm trying. Like I can't get us a table. No, I went out and I got us a table and I sat down. But then the man brought over the menus and I was by myself and he was like, just for one or are we waiting on somebody? And I for a second was like, what if it was just for one? Like I would feel so weird. <laughs>
2: You see, yeah. I'm halfway there, I guess, because I get—I know that I am a grown-up, but I feel like such a grown-up when I'm meeting mm-hmm. friends at a bar or restaurant and I'm waiting for them and I'm alone at the table. Mm-hmm. I love that feeling. So I guess I just need to take the next step and like not invite anyone else and stay there alone and eat. <laughs> just be <fair. laughs> yeah. there. Screw
1: everyone else. We're finding ourselves in our yeah. 20s. We're going places alone. Yeah. Mark our words.
0: <laughs> you want to know another exercise for this? So I had a teacher in school. Um, I loved him. He was so wonderful. And he was like, you guys need to get better at handling rejection like you've all become too soft basically was the message and he was like as a homework assignment i want you guys to go into nordstrom or some retail store or whatever and try to return like an old pair of sneakers and just be like deadpan serious yeah. like i would love to return these and just like Sit in the uncomfort of someone being like you're insane, like that's But you know, and he's like, because what's going to happen? He's like, nothing's going to happen to you. Like you're not going to get uh-huh. kicked out of the store. Like nothing mm-hmm. bad is going to happen. You just have to get comfortable with that because, again, going into like the advice in your twenties, like a lot of your life, like you're going to get no's, you're going to get rejection, you're going to deal with all this stuff. But you know, you just you get through it. You come out the other side of it. So, mm-hmm. I, to be clear, I never did that, but um,
2: I think about it a lot. <laughs> Skip the assignment. So most importantly of all, do you have any podcast or book recommendations that you think people would find useful or just fine and good? It we have, we love consuming media in mm. of yeah. all forms,
1: books, podcasts, movies, shows, all of it.
0: Yeah. I have so many books. I'm a big audible person. Um, I listen to books on like 2X, I'm like a crazy person, but um, I just read a book called Presence by Amy Cuddy. Okay. And it's- wonderful presence is my word of the year i have a word of the year every year um and it's really about um she actually did a uh, ted talk if you want to dip your toes into her content um i can't remember what it's called but it's about power posing if you just look up amy cuddy ted talk oh i know who
1: you're talking about i'm familiar with the power pose
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's honestly something i've done before like every big like event interview whatever um loved her book it was was really good one of my favorite books um i just read the book grit by angela duckworth and it's about like how does how how do people become gritty mm-hmm. in terms of like you know endurance and resilience and things like that it was really fascinating i read a lot of business books so it's gonna be a lot of these types of books um and a lot of books by like female founders so if you're interested in any of those um there's a book called Believe It by Jamie Current Lima who started it Cosmetics and she just has an incredible story and is very inspiring so I'd highly recommend that one as well.
1: I'm um, currently reading Girl Boss by Sophia Amoruso, I which is a polarizing figure them.
0: but it's a good book. <laughs> yeah it's a good book. she's like she lays it out and
2: I love reading those
0: stories about women that have created like you know massive businesses or dealt with a lot of like challenges yeah because like, um, it's, it's really enlightening.
2: I think I've asked someone this before, but when you read some sort of self-help book, how do you like ingest the info and really remember it? Do you take notes? Well, what I do you do?
0: Okay.
2: Yeah.
0: yeah. In my notes app, I've actually I've gone really into Notion lately, but I haven't trans- transitioned the book notes over there. So I will listen to it and then I like bring up a note and I will just jot quotes down and like jot things down. And okay. I have like, I sent it to my friend the other day. She's like, oh, I want to read that book. And I was like, do you want the spark notes? Because I like, you know, it's all these notes basically. Yeah. But yeah. And then I go back and I read them. Like I'll reread the notes or like sometimes I'll listen to the book again and not take a bunch of notes um, if I have time to do that. But um, yeah, I do take notes. I feel like I'm very much like I got to write it down. That's how I Yeah, I, I feel it. like you
1: have to or else
2: how do you remember
0: anything? Uh-huh. What well, <laughs> any
2: podcast recommendations? Yeah, I
0: don't – to be – I don't – I'm not like – I don't have the best podcast game, if I'm being honest with you. I know uh, my husband loves group chat. It's like one of his favorite podcasts, Mm -hmm. um, which I have listened to a few times. Um, I used to really like the Skimmed from the Couch podcast. Oh, yeah. And then um, a buddy of mine has a podcast called uh, Disco Disco Grind. And he interviews all kinds of interesting founders um, and like venture capitalists, if that's like an area that you're interested in. All right.
1: And last but not least, pimp yourself out. Where can the people find you? Where can they find Well Traveled? You know, social handles, everything. How can they get involved with this amazing brand you've created?
0: Yes. So we are at Well Traveled Club on both TikTok and Instagram tiktok is like a lot of videos of me acting foolish but that's that's what the people want i guess so that's I what
1: everyone's tiktok is don't worry <laughs> <laughs>
0: um and then welltraveledclub.com is our site um and then you know you can also reach out to me or email to hello at welltraveledclub.com we are real people we will answer you um but yeah those-
1: Cool. Well, thank you so much, Sam, for sharing your story and teaching us all about the brand. It's always so interesting to hear, especially female brands that, like you said, you have a special place in your heart for. I have a special place in my heart for as well. And just so excited. Like you said, there's something in the air. People are excited to get out there again and start traveling either domestically or internationally. So we definitely recommend everyone checks out Well-Traveled Club. Go to those places she just mentioned. And just thank you so much for sharing your story.
0: work at like coffee shops sometimes instead of like at home because just a change of scenery I think can really help you feel inspired and energized um, and kind of like reinvigorate you because um, I, I don't think that humans are designed to just like be in the same place and do the same thing over and over um, plus you'll meet some really incredible people I think um, especially post COVID like people are just excited there's like an energy around with people right now I don't know if you guys have noticed this but people are just like so happy to be like out and about um, so I feel like you know, go go meet some people like in real life.
2: and get ready to just go with it. Well, you've been doing this for about two weeks now, the singing at the beginning, and I didn't say yes to I don't know where you got the notion that everyone wants to hear you sing at the beginning, but I'm also not stopping
1: you. That was instrumental. You're that was, right, that, was that was a straight <laughs> instrument.
2: <laughs> You're, I'm basically Charlie Puth. Your <laughs> vocal cords are your instruments? Correct. I have to wet my whistle. Before each episode. Well, that was nice. Um, you've done better though. That brings me to my follow-up question, which is, what did you sing on karaoke the other week?
1: Oh, let me tell you, we sang two songs, brought the house down. One was "Friends in Low Places," which just really gets the bar going, and the other one was, what did we lead with? Not should have been a cowboy. It was another Toby Keith mm-hmm. song. Give me was some it options. Is American ones. Oh oh. Ain't as good as I want. Oh yeah, a classic. Both of those really uh, tore it up.
2: (laughs) Tore up the dance floor.
1: Yeah, yeah. Speaking of, people were jumping. People were throwing their bras on stage. It was quite, quite a
2: scene. Speaking of friends in low places, I had this weekend my friend watch Country. She's not a country uh, music girl, but she'll oblige me. Not a stand. Um, That's what the kids are calling them, Stand. But I had her watch Country Strong for the first <laughs> time ever. And I made her say, or at the beginning, I was like, listen up. At the end, I'm going to ask you what you learned from this film because I just think it's a pivotal, pivotal film in American history and there's a lot of life lessons you can learn uh she already knew the ending though she halfway through she's like wait a second you, you talk about the ending of this all the time how he walks uh, how she walks into the bar in california don't spoil
1: it don't spoil it for the You're listeners right. maybe they haven't seen You're country strong so either right. if you haven't seen it everyone please i'm
2: i'm begging and uh, i went on one two it. three movies for the first time since high school and i did not get a virus um, Ayo. And in the <laughs> beginning, when child stanton laid in easter Seeing this friends in low places, friends in low places. Mm. I was telling my friend Sierra, I was like, ever since I was little, since the first time I saw this movie, I always wanted to be in a country bar where everyone sings this together. And now I've done that probably five times. So, and now you can check that. I can check it off a few times, and I can die a happy man. (laughs) Yep, Thomas Rhett, more country, more country. Everywhere we go, can't get away from it. So, in lieu of our, (laughs) it sounds like we're at a funeral, (laughs) at a memorial.
1: <laughs> in, lieu of, in
2: lieu of our episode today um i have an antidote about traveling in lieu of means like i got in absence of in absentia In it's absentia.
1: <laughs> <laughs> not what you say when somebody's not actually yeah, there that like we, in, in absentia
2: we, we're recognizing yeah, yeah. Abby and we hug. used to call you absentia though <laughs> absentia oh yeah in lieu of let me look it up it means <clears throat>
1: just my time. Did you mean to say in honor of our
2: episode today? I don't because know. I've just been saying in lieu of a lot. Of- oh, it means in- I'm just it here means to fact instead check. of. So Oh, that's what I said. Anyways, in light of in light of our episode today on traveling, I have an antidote semi-travel related. And I got this from a TikTok. I plagiarized it. So basically this girl was saying Lay it on me. This girl was basically saying, if you have studied abroad, in college or high school or whatever, when you study abroad and you everything is just so new and fresh to you, if no one wants to go get coffee with you during the day, you are going to go by yourself if it's the last thing you do. You are constantly making the most of your time because you know you don't have it forever, You know that it's very limited. You are making the most of your weekends because, you know, you only have so many um, of what you're allotted. You are seeing the city. You're taking pictures in the city. You are talking to people at Mm -hmm. bars. You are just living life to the absolute fullest. And she said to put yourself in the mindset of wherever you're living now that you are traveling abroad in that place. Because you might not have it to, like, really, if you have traveled abroad, to place yourself exactly in that same feeling of wherever you are now with those people that's just the select group of people that you're living with or that you're friends with currently it won't be the same as it once was forever and to go and do something on a Wednesday because you just know that you only have so many Wednesdays left and just kind of put yourself in that exact mindset that I have to see and make the most of this place that I'm at at any cost. And also So basically live like you were dying, Tim McGraw. Yeah, but we all haven't been told we're dying, so that's not relatable. So live like you are studying abroad in where you are now.
1: It's a less morbid way of saying live like you're like when
2: you live like you're studying abroad in the area that you're in. And when you are in Florence, you are like taking day trips on a Saturday. Take a day trip to out of the place where you're at now. The day trip is Mm -hmm. a lost art. The
1: day trip is a lost art, like one to three hour drive away. You do something, you come back, you didn't lose sleep. You didn't have to pay for night somewhere. The day trip is a lost art. Let's write a thesis on that.
2: I can name 20. That's going places. Day trip is a lost art. That sounds like a good little pocketbook. If you ask me. That sounds like a whole podcast episode. If you ask me. (laughs) Day trips in different places around America. So live as if you're studying abroad. I love that. I love that mindset.
1: Go outside. Get outside. We're gonna talk about that on the episode today. You guys are in for a treat because we have a guest and I'm really excited about it. I love an entrepreneur. I love a female yeah. entrepreneur specifically. And
2: also when I was abroad, I made sure I've really been reflecting on my time abroad lately.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Just really introspective lately. <laughs> because real nostalgia. I was going
2: to try and delete pictures and like to no avail. I'd probably deleted like twelve. Um but <laughs> But I was really reflecting on my time abroad, and I did an activity every single day. And seventy five percent of the time, it was alone because it was like on a weekday, and everyone wanted to stay in the house all day. And I was like, "You guys, we have four mm-hmm. months here. Get outside!"
1: You're like, "You guys, we're actually in a foreign country. Let's go outside. Get outside a little
2: bit. Go get a coffee
1: somewhere." Go me crazy. Yeah.
2: But I really um, tore that place up, and I should start doing more things alone. That's so special. Thank you for that
1: mindset, and thank you for bringing what you learned on TikTok to the class. I think that's more of a, something that we should all do with our friends. And something that's equally as exciting as the perspective of studying abroad in your own city is that we have a freaking sponsor today, you guys. I hope you're as proud of us as we are, but... We're really excited. We have a guest on, a female entrepreneur, girl after my own heart. Her name is Sam. We're, you're in for a treat. We have a really great conversation with her.
2: Um, Ashley, let them know. Let them know what's up. Travel lovers, this one's for you. We recently found out about this amazing female-founded travel club called Well Traveled. You might have seen them on TikTok, Instagram, etc. That's where we found them. We're big fans of their aesthetic. Big fans. Their whole approach is built on bringing together travel, food, and culture lovers to share their local expertise and past wins from destinations around the world. The best part of it has to be knowing that you can trust all the reviews and recommendations on the site because they are added by people who prioritize experiences just like us. Champagne on ice when you check in? Of course. Coffee shops with fire Wi-Fi so that you can work from wherever? Yes, please. Knowing exactly what table to ask for so I can catch that sunset view? Sign us up. Well, that's exactly what you can do. Use code JGWI22 to skip the waitlist when you apply to join. Membership is all-inclusive at $150 a year with a ton of added benefits, so click the link in the show notes and use code JGWI22. That is JGWI22
1: at welltravel.com. Go look it up. Anyways, we have the CEO and co-founder Sam Patel on here and we have a great conversation with her. We pick her brain on everything from the importance of travel, the importance of getting out there in your 20s, travel tips and hacks, how she started her brand and where it's going, everything in between. So we hope you guys really enjoy this episode and we can't wait for you to hear it. Here's Sam.
2: All right. Happy Friday. Happy hour. We're here for another episode with Sam and she is the founder of a really cool company that I'm excited about my membership for. It's called Well Traveled and it is a members only subscription based club dedicated to everything travel, everything traveling in your 20s, discovering all these hotspot new cities that we see on TikTok and really exploring also where you live too. So here's Sam. Hi, thanks for having me on. Hi, Sam.
1: We're so excited to meet you. How the heck are you? You're in LA right now. How's your week been? How was your weekend?
0: Week is good. The weather kind of sucks in LA right now. Uh, but by sucks, I mean it's like 65 and cloudy. So, like, <laughs> I can't really complain. God but, forbid. Yeah, I know what's going on. Uh, but I'm actually heading to Hawaii on Thursday for a friend's wedding. So, I'm very excited. Ooh, uh, a destination wedding. How exciting. Yeah. And okay, funny story. Uh, I found out this morning that I actually booked flights to the wrong island. Um, no. It has since been resolved. <laughs> but yeah, we're back in business. But my husband was not amused.
1: But, That's so funny. I was going to ask which island it was on.
0: Yeah, so thought it was Maui, not Maui. We're going to Oahu. <laughs>
2: Perfect. I, I was just telling a friend, I feel like when I was younger, I used to book flights with my eyes closed, practically, like it was like the smallest deal in the world. And now I triple check everything because I'm so paranoid. I'm going to the wrong place. I'm going on the wrong day and everything's going to be wrong. It's like home alone. You get
1: on the wrong plane. You're accidentally
2: in New York when you I, should be somewhere else. I think it's called a greater concept of money now. <laughs> and yeah, that's enough, yeah. yeah.
0: Higher opportunity cost. I used to be booking flights on like Ryanair and it's like, oh, $45. Now flights are way more expensive. I want to go to more
2: places. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I want to kick things off before we kind of get into everything about you. I want you to just kind of give a basic rundown of well-traveled and how it works for someone who hasn't seen it before.
1: Because it's really interesting and really cool and I think it's so perfect for
0: our listeners and the people who love to travel.
2: Sure. Sure.
0: So we are a club that's really been designed for travel lovers. So this is kind of getting into like why I started it, but it helps give some context. I just I felt like I traveled so much and I felt like there wasn't really anything out there that was designed for me as like a young uh, female traveler who wanted to experience the world and go to the great restaurants and not waste time or money doing things that um, I felt like weren't worth my time or were super touristy. And so it was really just, it started as a way that I wanted to be able to connect travelers to each other. Um, But I really just wanted to create a place where people could come and find relevant recommendations, get trusted advice, and also just, you know, get inspiration for their next trip. Because I've never felt particularly inspired on (laughs) TripAdvisor. So just, you know, somewhere that's beautiful, that felt... um, Like it had the aesthetic that I was interested in that felt like it was speaking to me as a consumer and had the type of things I wanted to do and other people that I could relate to and and connect with. So long answer to that question. We are a club for travel lovers. We help you find um, and share your favorite places and things to do as you're exploring the world.
1: Trip advisor, if you're listening, you are lacking inspiration. You need to step it up. <laughs> um, but that's so awesome. That's really perfect. Um, something about Ashley and I is that we go on a lot of trips with our friends, just domestically mostly, especially because since COVID, that's really all we could do was go and see each other. But we like to pack our itineraries to the brim. We plan out every waking moment of what we're going to do. Sleep. How many restaurants can we hit? One time, Ashley and I ate our way through Nashville. Like We went to 14 restaurants a day, I swear. <laughs> we just were like we've got to eat everything in sight so that's really cool that there's now a way to like organize it and get recommendations from people and things like that that's awesome
0: yeah it was just it was one of those things where I just felt like I could never find anything that I really wanted to do um, because you know my favorite places well, actually one of my favorite things to do um, is I'll go on TripAdvisor look up like the best restaurants in LA and the reviews are typically like really bad but it'll be like this cocktail was you know twenty dollars and I'm like well you I mean, that seems like a pretty good deal. You're in West Hollywood. You know, it's just like the con. There's no context, right. From, from a lot of these reviews and things like that. And I think that's a big part of what's missing with a lot of these platforms. When you think about it, Mm -hmm. you see on Instagram is so different to what I see on Instagram. What I see on Netflix is so different to what you see on Netflix, but what we both see on Yelp is the same.
2: Mm -hmm. It's weird. Right. And Um, also When I'm finding new places that I want to visit next time I'm like in Austin on TikTok, I just like it and it gets lost in the probably tens of thousands of other likes I have on TikTok from the past few years. So it's nice to consolidate everything in one aesthetically pleasing place because TripAdvisor isn't aesthetically pleasing, but (laughs) well-traveled is. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I must say props on the website. It is so beautiful and it gives me kind of Pinterest vibes a little bit too, which is exciting. It's like Kind of like creating your trip and also creating your little dream life. You can make a whole plan. It's awesome. What um, inspired you? What inspired your first love of travel or kind of got you into this and made this more of a passion for you rather than just a fun hobby?
0: So I don't sound like it, but I was actually born in England and spent the first part of my childhood there. So I was there until I was Yeah. And so when you move to the States and you talk different and have like a Spice Girls backpack and a Spice Girls, like and all of the things, Spice Girls and like a union Jack on your back. Like it was, I wasn't cool. I just got made fun of all the times. So I hated my accent. I hated being different. It's oh. like all little kids, do, you know? And so I like actively tried to get rid of it. And as you can see, now I sound like I'm from LA. Yeah. You did a great um, job. <laughs> I know. It worked. would have never guessed. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I mean, I, we bounced back and forth a fair amount when I was a kid from England to the U.S. I have family all over. My mom's from New Zealand. Uh, she was actually a travel agent early on in her career, funnily enough. And then my dad was always traveling for work. So he was gone like three weeks out of the month. Um, actually, one quick story. He used to always bring us back a doll from a different part of the world, me and my sister travel to. So I have this like big creepy doll collection somewhere from like the dolls of the world. But do you it, like, still have it? Yeah, I do. My mom's like, it's like at my parents' house in Sacramento. My mom's like, when, <laughs> what, what's going on with this? Like, what are we doing with this? Um, but as creepy as it is now at the time, it definitely sparked my interest of like, where is this from? Like, what is it like there? And kind of got me interested in travel from a very young age. And You know, I asked my mom the other day, how old was I when I took my first international flight? And she said six months old. So it's just kind of been something I've done. It's in your blood. Yeah, it's been like part of my identity, I think, since I was really young. And so I was always really focused on making sure I could always incorporate that into whatever I was doing. And so in school at Santa Clara, where I graduated from, um, I studied international business. Um, I wanted to incorporate it into my career. And I was able to do that. I think it's pretty, like most people are aware that, you know, travel teaches you a lot about other cultures and your place in the world and like where you fit in it. But I think it's also, it's something that really teaches you a lot about yourself and sort of your tolerance for risk. Like what do you do in an uncomfortable situation? Mm -hmm. Like how do you handle stress? Like how do you handle traveling with a friend or like a partner or whatever? So I've just always found that really fascinating. And then through work and at these different brands, like, being that connector between two different worlds so for example like sometimes a company might be like hey we're going to go launch um in england they speak english like how different could it be and i was mm-hmm. like surely it's it's a little bit different like there's yeah. you know just from a language perspective things are different culturally things are different like the types of things they prioritize and so just being that person that was that bridge between these two different worlds and sort of connecting people together was always something that um, I just really enjoyed doing.
1: Very cool. That's so funny you say that thing about how different can it be? Because in at Pepperdine, traveling abroad was a really big thing incorporated into the system, the whole education, the way it's set up there. And pe- I know people who chose England or chose London just because they spoke English there. And they're like, I want it to be as close to America as possible. And I'm like, What's the point of going abroad then? But okay.
0: Because <laughs> Santa, at Santa Clara too, it's a big deal. And um, I, I was so excited about that when I mm-hmm. knew that was a thing. I was like, wait, I get to mm-hmm. just go to another country for four months? That's amazing. Um, I picked Milan because I didn't know anyone that was going there. And I didn't speak Italian. <laughs> and it was like the most – it's like Italy is, I think, especially Milan, like It's so different, and it's very, like, isolated in terms of, like, they don't really import a lot of stuff. Like, a lot of other places you can find, like, American products and things Mm -hmm. like that. Um, But it was just completely foreign. I'd never been there before, and I was, like, I just want to immerse myself in something completely, completely different. Um, And it was awesome. I think there was definitely, like, a, this is so exciting, and then you get there, and you're, like, oh, shit, this is really overwhelming. And then you're, Mm -hmm. like, okay, it came out the other side of it. Yeah. Um, but.
2: I went to Florence for my study abroad, and I miss it so much more than I like think about. And I because I haven't been back since. But we always talk about too how nutty it is that when you're just in college, you're allowed to go live in another country, travel wherever you kind of want on the weekends. Yeah. <laughs> People are just yeah. booking flights to any country that they can find a deal on, which is kind of crazy. I'm like, yeah, I'll let my crazy. kids do it, but it shouldn't be allowed. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah. uh, I remember doing that and it was awesome. It was like every weekend, different country, different place. Yeah.
1: So is Milan one of the favorite places that you've ever traveled or what are some of the
0: best places just like high up on the list when you think back to all of your places that you've seen? Milan was definitely a really unique place. I think some of my other favorite places, um, London's always going to have a special place in my heart just because so much of my family's there. Um, But I'm a really big skier, so... My husband and I are both big skiers. So we actually planned a skiing honeymoon. Oh. Wow. Yeah. So we went to Zermatt, which is like, it's like a little snow globe come to life. So there's no cars allowed in Zermatt. It's like where the Matterhorn is, which is really magical. Like you're either driving around in these little like buggies or like horse-drawn carriages. There's fondue places everywhere. And it just feels mm-hmm. like a magical little place that's sort of like nestled away mm-hmm. from reality. <laughs> um I can attest because I studied abroad in Switzerland and we did a
1: day trip to Zermatt and it really did feel like we walked into a cartoon or something like it was like there's no way this is real life like what is this
0: there's like the one train that goes in and out yeah yeah crazy it's a really unique place um and so I just it's like one of those places that I just think is really like fascinating um in the U.S. again like I'm such a big skier. I think Park City is somewhere that I love going to because it's this really nice mix of like ski town, but also there's so many amazing restaurants and like bars, and things to do. And then also during the summer, actually, in Park City, there's so much to do um, in terms of outdoor activities. So that's always um, somewhere I really love going. And then-
2: You hear
1: um- that, Ashley? There's bars so that when all our friends are skiing, we can go <laughs> find ourselves an activity, activity
2: there. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're right. not skiers. We're bigger drinkers <laughs> and skiers.
0: Hey, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's why it's so perfect because there's so many places you can go. You can go to High West and just like post up at like, the whiskey bar. There's like the St. Regis where they have like a little um I don't know it's not really a gondola I don't know what you call it but it takes you up like mid mountain and then there's like a big like outdoor area that you can just like chill and watch the skiers and like, have, like oh yeah
1: give me a cocktail I'm watching I'm more about the après ski life than the actual. Ski. Just, part, just
2: the appray, uh, not the ski.
0: <laughs> yeah. I'll take one of prey and no ski. <laughs> but I mean, like, that's like arguably part of the best part. So yeah. you want to make no, sure that it's that has- part of the ski
2: culture and it's the part that I like.
0: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah.
2: I grew up in California, so I'm like the biggest proponent for traveling in California. I love Northern California. I love Central California and all of that. But then when I went abroad, I was like, oh, America, There sucks. There's no place to travel in America. <laughs> it's also, <laughs> it's also America, new. America, I never heard of her. <laughs> it's also new. Like, what's the big deal? And then with COVID, like our friend group has done so many weekend trips, so many places in America that I'm yeah. now obsessed with domestic travel. I'm the biggest fan of all the parts of America and all the stuff there is to see. I, yeah. I should work for the travel board of America. I love it so much all because of COVID.
1: God bless the U S.
0: <laughs> that, that happens a lot, right? Like a lot of people are like, well, can't, can't go to Europe anymore. Can't go to, you know, wherever you're going to go internationally. So they sort of started re-exploring places that were a little bit closer driving mm-hmm. distance. I really want to go to Sedona. We had so many of our members went to Sedona um, over the past couple years. And I've just heard like really incredible things. Um, yeah, it's really so nice there. Playlist.
1: Big fan. Yeah. I was just going to say, so all of this aside, we love traveling. You're passionate about it. You're more than just interested. You studied international business. What kind of led you to the whole idea of actually starting this business while traveling? Because that's a big undertaking. And you said earlier that you started it in 2020. So things were a bit uncertain. And some might say, who knew when we were going to be able to actually travel again. So it was an interesting time to launch, but did you just have more time on your hands? Did you feel like you were finally ready or kind of what led you to that decision?
0: You know, prior to launching Well Traveled, I was at Dollar Shave Club and I left kind of towards the end of 2019 to start the company. But, you know, leading up until that point, I'd been thinking about it so much. I've been talking about it. I've been talking to friends about it you know, spending some time like nights and weekends trying to scope out like, what would this look like? Mm-hmm. Um, because what I realized is just so many people were really frustrated and unhappy when it came to trying to find places to go or um, plan their trips. And it was like, this is supposed to be like a happy thing, right? Like you're planning an awesome trip. Like why is everyone mm-hmm. I talk to so frustrated about it? And I think there's like a couple, like like the big lightning bolt moment, I really think with me just kind of looking at these tools and realizing that. Um, like the top 30 travel companies in the world were all founded by men. Uh, they all have male CEOs, except for one, which is trip.com, which is out of China. But when you look at who's spending money in travel, it's women. So women account for 85% of the spend going to travel. Women are
1: always spending the money. Everywhere you look, the stats, it's like, oh, there's more women. <laughs> we're like just a, it.
2: an older it's a consumer economy,
1: man. all right? That's what I tell my boyfriend anyway. Hey, I'm just uh, pumping back into the economy.
2: (laughs) Yeah,
0: but you're right though. And it's like, I mean, to your point, like 60% of leisure travelers are women. So you're Mm -hmm. just like, well, that's weird. No wonder these tools don't make sense for me. Mm -hmm. They were never designed for me and they weren't designed by anyone who has any type of empathy for my experience traveling, right? Men Um, don't care about the aesthetic. Yeah. Well, uh, right. I mean, and like, to, to be honest, like, that's a big piece of why community played such a big part in it. Because, you know, if I'm traveling, like, again, I traveled a lot by myself when I was working, right? And if I'm traveling, you know, by myself to these different countries, like, I want to hear from other women that have maybe also done that or had that mm-hmm. experience. Or you know, I want to be like, yes, I went to this restaurant. It was awesome. Like, it's in a cute neighborhood. I'm like, okay, so I'm probably not going to get murdered here. Um, which is, you know, always in the back of my mind, unfortunately. It's always a plus. Um, Yeah. So I mean, once I just started thinking about all these things and putting it together, um, I had a couple other realizations, just like around like mainstream travel and like I think a lot of the mainstream travel industry has really been designed for either like budget travelers or luxury travelers, but in reality, we're all sort of somewhere in the middle
2: at Mm -hmm, this point.
0: mm -hmm. Sometimes, you know, I want to go to a bougie bar. And sometimes I want to go to a dive bar. Sometimes I want to go camping. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I want to stay at a nice restaurant. So it just felt like, okay, none of the stuff that's out there has really been designed with, it's kind of like newer, younger generation in mind. So I'm just going to do something about it. Um, So I started really at the end of 2019. Of course, then COVID hit. And I think everyone was like, oh, like, Summer, like you're not going to start your company. And I was like, oh, that's not like how this works. <laughs> like, I'm just getting started, you know? Yeah. And for me, it never really bothered me. Like, I do think people thought I'd lost my mind when I was like, no, I'm still doing this. Um, but for me, it was like travel is really just, it's like, like part of like the human experience, right? So when we were going to come back to traveling, you know, who, who at that time knew? But what I did know is people were going to try to like do a road trip or like do something right. Mm -hmm. Like go get Mm -hmm. outdoors, like we're not designed to be within four walls. And I knew that I wanted to be around to make sure that when people were ready to come back and were ready to go explore, they had something that had really been designed, you know, with this type of consumer in mind. Um, So I think because we approached it from this like, hey, like if you love travel and you're like missing travel right now come Mm -hmm. and have, like, this happy corner of the internet where you can, like, look at past, you know, places you've been to and, like, share some photos or you can get inspired for, like, an upcoming trip and create a wish list because it was such a, like, dark time on the internet, I feel like, in, like, March, May of 2020. And there were some really complicated emotions around travel that I think we people kind of glossed over now, but at the time it was, like, you know, people had canceled their weddings or their honeymoon (laughs) Mm -hmm couldn't go see their grandma or like all these things that were going on that was like really like upsetting for people or like, you know, people like may have just wanted to go get away for the night with like their significant other. And then there was all this like shaming of like, that's irresponsible, you know, cause everyone was feeling like a lot of anxiety. So I think a lot
1: of hopelessness and despair going around. Right. Right.
0: Exactly. And so it was really hard to talk about travel. Um, But I think being able to come to this place that was like this, like, safe, happy corner of the internet, where it's like, everybody here wants to, you know, share something about travel or like consume some travel content. It was like a nice uh, reprieve from sort of like the ongoing
2: chaos at the time, you know? Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. What are some of the mechanics that go behind starting a company like this? And like, what did you start off with advertising at first and teasing it? Or did you create it and have the whole scope of what it was going to be laid out? And then you advertised or what does that look like? Yeah, I mean, it's changed a lot
0: since I first concepted it. Um, I think the biggest piece, I mean, there's lots of pieces that go into the puzzle. I think it can feel really overwhelming. But my advice, if you want to start a company, is just start doing something. Nobody mm-hmm. has any idea what they're doing until they do it. Um, so as long as you're putting one foot in front of the other, you are going to get somewhere. Like talk to people. Um, I always try to talk to folks if they're you know, working on something and I can be helpful. But Um, I think I just, I didn't know what to do. Right. I was like, I want to start this company. I don't know where to start. So I started reaching out to different people to be like, Hey, I need developers. I need someone to build this for Mm -hmm. me. Um, I did wireframes on pieces of paper, (laughs) what I thought it could look like. I worked Mm -hmm. with developers and the designers to kind of bring it to life. And then it was really just, you know, project management slash product management on the fly, um, of like helping build out this. MVP, which like in product speak is a minimum viable product, but it's really just like get something out in front of your potential customers and get them to react to it because otherwise you can really start to spin on, well, what if this, or what if we go in this mm-hmm. direction? What if we go in this direction? But I mean, you guys know, right? I think you have to just launch something, see how it goes, and then you can always iter- iterate on it. Mm-hmm. Um, that seems to be a common thread across all the industries, of all the different
1: entrepreneurs we've had on this podcast is just launch first and adjust later. Mm-hmm. And something Ashley and I like to say all the time is you don't have to have the plan laid out from A to Z. You just need it from A to B. And then once you're at B, then you can plan from B to C. But that's what we had to do at the podcast as well, because we were going back and forth for quite some time. Like we need the perfect name. Yeah. Okay, we need the perfect marketing strategy. What are we going to do with the Instagram? But really, we just had to start it and start putting out content and then figuring it out as we go. So that yeah. seems to be the thing that everyone kind of agrees upon, no matter what industry.
0: Yeah, very much so. And it can be tough. Like, I'm probably a little bit of a perfectionist, but that's that'll, starting a startup or launching a business will just slap that right out of you because <laughs> <laughs> you really just got to get something to good enough. And that doesn't mean that like, Um, you know, you're not, you don't care about what you're putting out there. You really do. It's just, if you, you can get really caught up in that, Mm -hmm. like, oh, but it's not perfect. There's, um, actually a a quote I like a lot and it's like, don't let perfect get in the way of progress. And -hmm. that's something that I think about a lot in terms of, can we move something through and like, what's the, you know, opportunity cost of, you know, going in this direction versus this direction, but just getting something out there. Um, so that, I mean, that was kind of what I started doing. I was just like, well, I'm just going to keep taking action and eventually I'll get somewhere. <laughs> that, yeah. That's, I mean, very high level. That's, that's kind of how it happened. Yeah. I was on the brand side. I think it was really important to me to build a brand that I felt like spoke to this consumer and that um, they could see themselves represented in. Because so many, again, of the companies that exist are very, even a lot of like the new travel apps, to be honest with you, they all kind of look the same. They're all very like, it's like a very engineering centric notion of like search by directories, like lists, price and et cetera. And I just think that it's um, creating like a a beautiful brand with like a aesthetic just shows how much you know time and thought and effort we've put into it to sort of like create this like lovely Mm -hmm. elevated UI experience for people. Um, and I think people, you know, expect that from products today. Like they want to see a brand that has, you know, taken that into consideration and really been thoughtful about Mm -hmm. the the different, you know, color schemes and aesthetics that they're, that they're using, but also, you know, the values behind the brand too. Right. It's all really important.
2: Yeah. I was going to ask what, so when you book through well-traveled through your booking agents, you get a gift through the hotel, right? Yes. So
0: every time you book with us, this is something that um, I wanted to do because so the the booking piece of it was something that was requested by our members in our first year of like beta. So we launched the beta in 2020. It was free for people to join. And we just kind of used it to get a lot of feedback. And people were like, hey, like I'm loving finding all these wonderful places. Uh, Can we book through you? Because I'd love to be able to do that. And I was like, of course you can. Um, And so just sort of, we kind of, again, launched. (laughs) something before was ready. And it was just like me at the time. Um, and now one woman show. <laughs> <laughs> and now we have a team, um, Ashley, Jenna and Jenica. They're incredible. Um, and yes, every time you book with us, you get a little welcome gift from us. It varies. It's usually like, you know, a bottle of champagne or if you don't drink, it's something else and like maybe like a dessert or something. Um, but we just wanted people to feel like special and seen. And like we, we actually care because mm-hmm. we do. Like if you go book through Amex or one of these other platforms, it'll probably be a good experience, but, um, they don't, they don't care. <laughs> like yeah. you're a number to them. You're calling right. them well. a lot of their customer services offshore. Like we're real people and we really care about your experience. And also when something goes wrong, like we're, we have your back. Um, and that's, you know, cause we can't obviously control the experience all the time in a lot of these properties, but we can control like the outcome in terms of like, we'll always make sure that you're taken care of.
2: hmm and it makes it feel that much That's more exclusive awesome. to get a bottle of champagne or some sort of gift or something at your room when you get there. Yeah. yeah it's, right? Sets the tone. Yeah.
1: It does set the tone. And it sounds like you really know your customer base and who you're wanting to reach, which is so important, especially at the start of a business. So when you were doing your first year with just beta testing and trying to bas- basically do focus groups and things like that, how did you get the word out to those consumers to kind of start in that first year? What kind of marketing did that
0: look like? yeah, it was a lot of word of mouth, to be honest with you. Um, we have a referral program where folks can invite other people to join. Um, they can skip the waitlist. Um, but that's really how it started. It was a lot of word of mouth. It was I did do a lot of podcasts that first um, year because I think it's a great way to just connect with people um, and share your story. Um, but that was really what drove a lot of that early growth was people would come on the site. They would feel like, oh, okay, this site is speaking to me. It has the types of places I want to go. I think my friends would like this and they would invite them in. Um, That especially happens a lot when people book, right? They go on a trip Mm -hmm. or they go on a trip with friends. Um, One funny story is one member went on a trip with another couple and they hadn't booked through Well Traveled. And like our members got there, they got like upgraded, they got this welcome gift, this wonderful experience. And this other couple was like, what? we didn't get any of these things and they ended up joining and becoming a member. So it it ended up in a good way, Uh but the guy was like super mad. And it was kind of funny. Um, But yeah. That's so funny.
1: I would be so jealous as well.
0: Yeah. Um, And that's, you know, a lot of people will share about us on social. Um, We have some like fun swag items that we'll share, what we'll send out to members um, and they'll post about it. And so a lot of that then starts to kind of like spiral um, and it just kind of starts
2: to build on each other, to be honest with you. Something else that I noticed on your website that, Abby, did you see this? <laughs> Was that you guys have discounts on different luxury services like Sev or Ride Alto mm-hmm. or businesses like that yeah. that are current hot businesses.
0: Yeah. So um, that's something that we've been building out. So Laura on my team who runs our partnerships, um, when she joined the company, we talked a lot about, you know, because now we're shifting to like our new our marketing strategy today is very much built around how can we establish trust with these members up front, right? Because um, we're kind of in the business of trust, right? So for us, being able to partner with these other incredible brands that have built up this great reputation with their consumers is a really good way to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, we both, it's its always brands, it's usually women-owned brands, just because that's has a special place in my heart. Um but it's brands that share our same values, that share our same customer base, um, and we can create like offerings for both sides. Which, yeah, um, uh, we have a lot on there now, which is awesome.
2: <laughs> Off the top of your head, what are some travel hacks for people in their twenties just to save a little money, get the best experience that you can think of? They
0: see a lot on Instagram of like, you know, these people are staying in these glamorous hotels and it's super fancy, and yeah. it's like, how do I get that experience? Like. <laughs> The thing is, they are expensive, right? And a lot of times these influencers are getting them for free. Yeah. So, um, misleading. Not <laughs> there. like, there's a lot, you know, we, we the people that we work with are wonderful and we vet them pretty heavily. Um, and we always make sure we have like a really, we wanna have like a long standing partnership with them. But there are definitely some bad actors out there. Um, so, I would just say that Instagram's not real, which I think hopefully everybody knows, but just reiterate, not real. <laughs> it's always good to have the reminder, <laughs> throw it out there every once in a while. But you know, one of the things that you can do is if you're like, okay, I want to experience like a little bit of luxury, but I am on a budget. You can always book those hotels for a night on like a Tuesday or something, or like a Monday, and try to book it not on a Friday or Saturday because you're going to get a way better rate. Number one, Um, also work with someone like us or an a a travel agent or someone that's going to be able to get you some added value. Um, And then the other thing I would say is if that's still a little bit out of your budget, then why don't you try and go to the bar there or something and have like a nice dinner at the hotel bar or like the restaurants? You can still sort of like have a little bit of that experience, but you can save a little bit of money and stay at maybe like a cheaper hotel. So um, a lot of times like people will ask us that of how do they balance out? You know, they're going 10 days somewhere and we'll be like, well, why don't you, you know? And the other thing with this is if you're gonna do that, go to the fancy hotel at the end of your trip. Right. So it's something to like look forward to. Right. (laughs) Like like, say and do things like a little bit more frugally and be like, okay, well on our last night, we're going to go to this like nicer restaurant or this nicer hotel and kind of like cap off your trip. Um, So, I mean, that's definitely something you can do. You can always get creative with your points, um, booking flights. And then this isn't really like a cost savings hack, but it's just like, a weird travel hack that doesn't sound that sexy or glamorous, but I swear to you, works so well. So, people always ask me, like How do you fight jet lag? Because I would have situations where I'd be landing in London, I'd be there for like 72 hours, and then I'd be like back home. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'd be there for work, right? So, I would to like show up and be like ready to go. And it was Whitney Wolf Heard actually on another podcast once said, She's like, I drink all the water, I just drink so much water, so much water the whole flight. And she's like, Yes. Mm-hmm. But like, it's, I drink so much water. Like, I drink a whole swell bottle before I get on, like, drink all this water in the plane. I was like, okay, it seems like too easy to be true, but I was like, give it a whirl. Started doing that. I, it works so well. And huh. yes, it's annoying because you're up the whole time, but like, I drink like a giant, like, this is like, you can't see this, like, a giant swell bottle. I'll drink an entire one of those at the airport before I get on the flight. I'll drink at least two of those, like, on a long haul flight. And like when I land, I'm drinking water and I'll try to sleep most of the flight too, um, if I can. And I wake up and I'm like ready to go. Like I really think being hydrated is like not sexy or glamorous of a tip that is, but it really, really works wonders for being able to like hit the ground running and like mm-hmm. go and have an awesome day.
1: That's more water than Ashley's had in her whole life. Yeah, that's <laughs> a lot of water intake.
2: <laughs> I am not um, that so...
1: Something you touched on. First of all, love being hydrated. Love a hydrated queen. I'm always promoting drinking water twenty four seven. Yeah, you're obsessed. With um, it. But something you touched on was staying at a cheaper hotel, but going to the bar at a nicer hotel, and that. Rem- hundred percent. That reminded me of something a prior guest that we've had on, Claire McLaughlin, said she does this thing called budget luxury on her TikTok. And if you haven't listened to Claire's episode, go back and find it. It's one of our favorites. But she talks about staying doing that same thing, right? Staying at a cheaper hotel, but then getting breakfast in the morning at the nicer hotel or something where you just kind of feel like, oh, I woke up and now I'm kind of here in this nice experience and having a nice breakfast. And obviously you can't really do that every single morning, but that is such a good tip. And that's so smart. You can still get the amenities of the nice mm-hmm. place without actually having to stay there. Love that tip.
2: You mentioned also booking stuff with points. Just in your vast travel experience, what's the best credit card <laughs> for points and stuff?
0: Um, what are we working with? Yeah, what are we I do love
2: the Chase Sapphire. That's okay. Okay, yeah. Off the record. Okay, good to know. (laughs) I mean, like, there's
0: there's a lot. I feel like people have really strong opinions about this. People
2: get fired Um, up about this, and everyone has big, different opinions. I just want to know the best for young people.
0: (laughs) I mean, look, it does have a pretty big fee. I think Uh it's like four or five hundred bucks. However, you get three hundred bucks back if you spend on travel. If you spend three hundred bucks on travel, you get back the credit. And then I believe they also will pay for your TSA pre-check or like global entry costs, mm-hmm. which is like hundred bucks or something like that. Um, so you can get it back pretty quickly. Um, but a lot of them have, they will have fees, but they'll do that where if you spend on travel, you'll get it back. Okay. Noted.
2: I'll yeah, add that to the compiling list in my phone. It's a, a good questions. question. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, I kind of want to open up the conversation a little bit more to just in general Why you think it's important for people in your 20s if you're able to travel, whether it be domestically or internationally or wherever, because I think that there's I mean, I've seen a lot of different perspectives on this. And of course, everyone has different abilities to be able to do this. But we sort of touched on this in the beginning of how it reminds you of your place in the world. It helps you understand it. But kind of what are some other reasons that you think it's important that people in their 20s are getting out and seeing different places in the world?
0: Yeah. I mean, like, I, I feel like it like helps you go, in, go, go enjoy your life. You know what I mean? Like, I think, I feel like people work really hard or there's this constant like hustle culture um, mm-hmm. at least, that shows up um, that I see a lot. Um, and that's great. Um, you know, I obviously work really hard. I run a startup, but at the same time, like your life is meant to be enjoyed, right? Like go out and explore the world, go like, you know, go out dancing, like in Barcelona, like go enjoy pasta in Italy. Like that's like your life, right? Like that's like all these little moments, like add up to like some of the most fun times that I can remember. And I don't necessarily remember like the bag or the shoes that I did or didn't buy. Um, but I do remember like all these moments that I was studying abroad or like, you know, out with friends, like in different countries or maybe not even different countries, maybe just in the U S to your point, like you don't have to go, um, travel internationally to like go and just like have a good experience. I think it's also nice just to get out of your own routine a little bit mm-hmm. and like, yes, go to Italy. It's incredible. 10 out of 10 would recommend, but you can also go, you know, take a, take a weekend trip with your girlfriends and just like be in a different place. Like I think it can be like, it's kind of why people go work at like coffee shops sometimes instead of like at home. Cause just a change of scenery, I think can really help you feel inspired and energized. And kind of like reinvigorate you um, because I I don't think that humans are designed to just like be in the same place Mm -hmm. and do the same thing over and over. Um, Plus, you'll meet some really incredible people. I think, um, especially post COVID, like people are just excited. There's like an energy around with people right now. I don't know if you guys have noticed this, but people are just like so happy to be like out. Something's in the air, (laughs) (laughs) electric in the air. Um, so I feel like, you know, go, go meet some people like in real life, go out and enjoy your life and be with people and be outside. Um, cause it just does wonders for, I think like your mental health, your perspective on the world and just, Mm -hmm. um, all of those things. I
1: will say anytime that I'm kind of getting in my head or having an anxious moment or getting stressed about work, if I just literally step foot outside for like five minutes, I don't even have to walk. I can just breathe in the air take and like look around. <laughs> yeah, take, take in some air, take in some sunlight. And I just honestly feel so much better. Like I just have to get
0: away from my desk and
1: away from my computer. And it's like, oh yeah, there's a big, big world out here. It's not all, it's not all in here in my screen.
0: Yeah, it's not all caving in on you. I yeah. completely agree. Yeah. I'm the same way. If I'm kind of like sitting here, I'm like in my little office space. I'm like, I got to get up and just go walk outside, like go grab a coffee or go talk to someone. And it's just like a nice, like reset. Um, yeah, definitely.
2: And it's also nice to always have something to look forward to some weekend yeah. to look forward to, even if it's like four months away. That's I'm still looking forward to it every day. I'm still thinking about it. I thought about, about stagecoach for months. Yeah. We thought about stagecoach <laughs> for years. <laughs> now we have another trip book that I'm thinking about every week. Can't wait. Um, Looking back on your own personal experience in your 20s, what is some advice that you have for anyone else going through it?
0: I mean, I would say your 20s are a really great time to figure out what you don't want. Um, Like with anything, right? Whether that's like who you're dating or your career or where you want to live, like but to do that, you have to just go and try new things. Um, and I think one of the things that I learned really on early on and tried to do a lot in my career personally was just take opportunities when they came up. Um, so a lot of times, you'd be like, oh, we have this new project. Who wants to do it? And I'd be like, I'll do it, even though I didn't really know what I was signing myself up for. And I just would constantly be like, yeah, I'll try that. I'll do that. And it's a really good way to learn quickly what you don't like and what you don't want to do. Um, I feel like a lot of people, you know, myself included, there's like a lot of pressure to figure out like, okay, you got to pick this direction that you want in your life. Or, you know, if you don't, um, if you don't kind of like put the pieces in place, like it's setting you up for the rest of your life. And I don't know, maybe there's some truth to that, but I also jumped around a lot. And like, I feel like it's never too late to start doing something that you want to do or that you enjoy doing um, or, you know, trying a different career path or moving to a different city. Um, but I feel like it's definitely a time where I mean, you're going to figure it out. Like, that's what I would say. If I could tell myself something, it's like, you'll figure it out. So just go try different things. Um, take bigger risks. Um, because, you know, you work through them. And I think you come out the other side. Um Grateful um, that for having those experiences, you know, mm-hmm. totally. I love what you said
1: about saying yes to opportunities because I always like to remind myself and pride myself on the fact that I am a yes girl, and mm-hmm. I love doing things like just saying yes to things and showing up to things that I have absolutely no idea what I'm getting myself into. From something as small as just trying new workout classes without any prior research, just showing up and saying yes. When new friends, I mean, I moved to a new city a few months ago, and people that I barely know if they invite me to something and I think it's cool, I'm just going to go. I don't care if I've said five words to them. I don't care if I'm just put in a group chat with these people. Like I'm going to go, I'm going to get out and see the city. And I think that's such a good mindset to have, especially in your twenties when it it really is the time to take risks because you don't have as much riding on everything.
0: Yeah, for sure. And then the only other thing I'll say is um, I think I said this in the beginning, but nobody has any idea what they're doing until they're doing it. Like, I think a lot of people look at Instagram and again, Instagram, still not real, but like <laughs> so rude. Yeah. <laughs> like truly like everyone's just kind of figuring things out themselves. Like, so if you're the first person, if it's a new workout class for you, I can guarantee you there's someone else there. It's also a new workout class for, um, but I do think there's a lot of pressure for people to put, be all put together and figured out and everything. And it's just, it's not like reality. Like most people are, you know, have their own challenges that they're going through and are just trying to figure things out on their own too.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know what I'm going to try and do? I'm speaking this into existence. I think about this a lot and a lot of people find comfort in being able to go places alone, like just go grab a coffee or go have a meal or do things alone. And That's something that I want to get better at. So I'm going to speak that out into the world and say that I'm going to try and go more places alone and feel more comfortable doing so because yeah. I think like that's kind of a part of maturing and growing up and not always needing somebody there to go do the things that you want to do.
0: Yeah. yeah, so I'm gonna age myself because, and I know people have very polarizing opinions about friends that are uh, under thirty. But there was an episode where she like went out. I think she was like getting lunch or dinner by herself or something a lot.
1: Earlier, you're talking about the show. I thought you just meant like friends in general. <laughs> That's what like, I thought we you have have do. polarizing
0: <laughs> having friends in their twenties. Okay, got it. <laughs> yeah, the well, show, the show, the show, the show. Um, but she was like. Going out, I think, and getting like lunch by herself and making dates with herself. Mm-hmm. And she uh, was Rachel, I think. And they were like, "Whoa, are you free tonight?" She's like, "No, I have like a, I have plans." And it was just like go to dinner by herself. Uh-huh. And I was like, well, that's weird. But then I was like, "I'm going to try doing that." And so I did that a lot. I mean, again, I was traveling by myself all the time, so I would do this all the time. I'd go like to lunch by myself, and that feeling when you go up and they're like, "Oh, just one," <laughs> you're like, "Yeah." yeah. yeah you know? And they're like, okay. Um, In particular, I was in Paris um, when I was working at Snapchat and it was like a Friday night. So like most of the team had like, you know, gone off and were with their friends, family, whatever. And I was like, well, I can order room service in my room or I can go out to dinner by myself in Paris. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I'm in Paris, I like think I had a glass of champagne, I was like, I'm gonna do it. <laughs> so I just like walked out into the streets. And like, I made sure like, there's, you know, I'm gonna caveat this is I was like, walking down streets that had a lot of people in them, like, there's a lot of well lit. <laughs> into play there too. Um, and I went to this restaurant, I grabbed a seat at the bar and like, got like a nice glass of wine and like had dinner, ended up talking to this like, older guy who was like a pilot, like a lot of like dad vibes. He was so nice. I was like explaining to him what Snapchat was, he had no idea. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he was just like the sweetest, like loveliest guy, and he was like not trying to be like creepy or anything. Yeah. He was just like also there by himself and like gonna go home, and like ended up being this like lovely evening. And I was like, man, mm-hmm. like missed out on all of that just because I was like scared to like go to dinner by myself. Mm-hmm. Um, so yes, big proponent of doing that. For I sure. feel like I I good I
2: small things alone, like getting a coffee or a drink or like an ice cream or something. But I've never gone to a sit-down dinner alone, and I need to.
0: It's weird at first. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah. yeah. Um, And especially um, not to be on my phone. Yeah. That was the other thing. I was like, I'm not going to be on my phone. Um, But once you kind of get over and you get used to it, it's very like, um, I don't know, confidence boosting or something Mm -hmm. maybe. Yeah. I even get anxiety a little bit
1: sometimes. This happened to me this weekend when my boyfriend was going to park the car and he was like, okay, get us a table. And I'm, I'm a very confident person. So yeah, it's not like I'm like, mm. me. <laughs> I'm not like, oh, I'm shy Like I can't get us a table. No, I went out and I got us a table and I sat down, but then the man brought over the menus and I was by myself and he was like, just for one, or are we waiting on somebody? And I, for a second was like, what if it was just for one? Like I would feel so weird. <laughs>
2: You see, yeah. I'm halfway there, I guess, because I, I know that I am a grown-up, but I feel like such a grown-up when I'm meeting mm-hmm. friends at a bar or restaurant and I'm waiting for them and I'm alone at the table. Mm-hmm. I love that feeling. So I guess I just need to take the next step and like not invite anyone else and stay there alone and eat. <laughs> <laughs> just be there. Yeah. Through
1: everyone else. We're finding ourselves in our yeah. 20s. We're going places alone. Yeah. Mark our words.
0: <laughs> you want to know another exercise for this? So I had a teacher in school. Um, I loved him. He was so wonderful. And he was like, you guys need to get better at handling rejection. Like you've all become too soft, basically, was the message. And he was like, as a homework assignment, I want you guys to go into Nordstrom or some retail store whatever and try to return like an old pair of sneakers and just be like deadpan serious. Yeah. Like I would like to return these and just like sit in the uncomfort of someone being like, you're insane. Like, that's... but, you know, and he's like, because what's going to happen? He's like, nothing's going to happen to you. Like you're not going to get uh-huh. kicked out of the store. Like nothing mm-hmm. bad happen you just have to get comfortable with that because again going into like the advice in your 20s like a lot of your life like you're gonna get no's you're gonna get rejection you're gonna deal with all this stuff but you know you just you get through it you come out the other side of it so Mm -hmm. I to be clear I never did that but um I think about it a lot
2: (laughs) skip the assignment so most importantly of all do you have any podcast or book recommendations that you think people would find useful or just fine and good. It we have, to be we love consuming media in of mm. all yeah. forms:
1: books, podcasts, movies, shows, all of it.
0: Yeah, I have so many books. I'm a big Audible person. Um, I listen to books on like two X, like a crazy person. But um, I just read a book called "Presence" by Amy Cuddy. Okay, and it's. Wonderful. Presence is my word of the year. I have a word of the year every year. Um, and it's really about, um, she actually did a uh, TED talk. If you want to dip your toes into her content. Um, I can't remember what it's called, but it's about power posing. If you just look up Amy Cuddy, TED talk. I oh, I know up. who
1: you're talking about. I'm familiar with yes. the power pose. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. It's honestly something I've done before, like every big like event, interview, whatever. Um, loved her book. It was, it was really good. One of my favorite books um i just read the book grit by angela duckworth and it's about like how does how how do people become gritty Mm -hmm. in terms of like you know endurance and resilience and things like that was really fascinating i read a lot of business books so it's gonna be a lot of these types of books um and a lot of books by like female founders if you're interested in any of those um there's a book called Believe It by Jamie Current Lima, who started It Cosmetics, and she just has an incredible story and is very inspiring. So I'd highly recommend that one as well.
1: I'm um, currently reading Girl Boss by Sophia Amoruso, I which is a polarizing figure, but it's a good book.
0: <laughs> yeah, it is a good book. She's like, she lays it out.
2: And I love reading
0: those stories about women that have created like, you know, massive businesses or dealt with a lot of like challenges. Yeah. Um because it's it's really enlightening.
2: I think I've asked someone this before, but when you read some sort of self-help book, how do you like ingest the info and really remember it? Do you take notes? Well, what I do you do? Okay. Yeah. yeah.
0: In my notes app, I've actually I've gone really into Notion lately, but I haven't trans- transitioned the book notes over there. So I will listen to it and then I like bring up a note and I will just jot quotes down and like jot things down. And okay. I have like, I sent it to my friend the other day. She's like, oh, I want to read that book. And I was like, do you want the spark notes? Because I like, you know, it's all these notes basically. Yeah. But yeah. And then I go back and I read them. Like I'll reread the notes or like sometimes I'll listen to the book again and not take a bunch of notes um, if I have time to do that. But um, yeah, I do take notes. I feel like I'm very much like I got to write it down. That's how I Yeah, I, I feel it. like you
1: have to or else
0: how do you remember anything? Uh-huh. What well, <laughs> any podcast recommendations? Yeah, I don't to be, I don't, I'm not like, I don't have the best podcast game, if I'm being honest with you. I know uh, my husband loves group chat. It's like one of his favorite podcasts, Mm -hmm. um, which I have listened to a few times. Um, I used to really like the Skimmed from the Couch podcast. Oh, yeah. And then um, a buddy of mine has a podcast called uh, Disco Disco Grind, and he interviews all kinds of interesting founders um, and like venture capitalists, if that's like an area that you're interested in. All right,
1: and last but not least, pimp yourself out. Where can the people find you? Where can they find Well Traveled, you know, social handles, everything. How can they get involved with this amazing brand you've created?
0: Yes. So, we are at Well Traveled Club on both TikTok and Instagram. TikTok is like a lot of videos of me acting foolish, but that's that's what the people want, I guess. So that's what
1: everyone's TikTok is, don't worry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um and then welltraveledclub.com is our site. Um and then you know you can also reach out to me you can call to us at, at com. we are real people we will answer you. Um but yeah those-
1: Cool. Well, thank you so much, Sam, for sharing your story and teaching us all about the brand. It's always so interesting to hear, especially female brands that, like you said, you have a special place in your heart for. I have a special place in my heart for as well. And just so excited. Like you said, there's something in the air. People are excited to get out there again and start traveling either domestically or internationally. So we definitely recommend everyone checks out Well-Traveled Club. Go to those places she just mentioned. And just thank you so much for sharing your story.